Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome back to Profit First Nation, my entrepreneurial friends. And we have a special bonus episode for you today with Cindy Thomason, who is uh, one of our mastery level certified Profit First professionals. She's also the uh, the founder and president of BooksKeep, which specializes in uh, financial services and financial accounting services for players in the e-commerce space. And uh, you might recognize her as being uh, our special guest on our last episode on Tuesday. And she is the the author of Profit First for e-commerce sellers. And she's here today to talk about her most recent book, which is Motherhood, Apple Pie, and All That Happy Horseshit. Welcome to the podcast again, Cindy. Thanks so much, Danielle. So much fun to be here. We had we had a good time talking the other day. So I'm lo- really looking forward to talking about uh, my new book and all the um, all the things I learned about uh, running a business and being a mom. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, a lot of us are in that boat, myself included. But um, would you mind telling the story or the inspiration? I know it's in the book, but um, it's it's it it. It kind of sums it all up um, about why and how you titled the book Motherhood, Apple Pie, and All That Happy Horseshit. <laughs> well, back in the um, 80s or 90s, gosh, I, I need to look back to see the exact date, but uh, I was working in a, a corporate job, was in the boardroom, and we were um, trying to to get through some changes for our organization, that things that would make uh, the structure work better for our team, but we also thought it would allow the team to function better and just really enhance the performance of the business. And uh, the board was really having none of it. They were hearing all of these presentations and they're just thinking, I don't think so. And, but one of the board members turned and asked me, well, Cindy, what does the staff think of it? And I, I, I spoke from this place in my heart because it was something I really truly did believe we needed in the business. And in that, um, in that conversation, um, I think they saw me in a new light because I had never really been that forceful and and uh, and dramatic about what the benefits were and how I thought it would help. And at the conclusion of what I had to say, one of the board members spoke up and said, "Well." You know, I hear all of that. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's all motherhood, apple pie, and all that happy horseshit. <laughs> and I don't really believe it's the way to run a business, but I think that's the president's decision and not the board's decision. And so they ended up allowing us to go forward with what we had proposed. And um, I don't know, those words just stuck with me. They, they really kind of cut me to the core because what he did was just, to, you know, try to kind of put us all in some kind of box about, you know, this was um, taking care of your people and, and creating things like uh, teams and flexible um, flexible hours, flex time, we called it. Uh, he, he put it all in this box as if it was um, 
you know, something to kind of thumb his nose at. And and the, those words have stayed with me for a long time. And as I was thinking about the book and I, I really started to realize I, I do believe in motherhood. I, I, my daughter is now 24. I've learned so much from her and from from being a parent. And, um, you know, the apple pie piece of it, I think about it in terms of capitalism. And I'm a profit first professional. I realized that, you know, profits from for small businesses are how we keep the lights on in our homes and pay for kids dance lessons or, or Taekwondo for my daughter, you know, profit is a good thing. And even though it can kind of come off as being corporate greed in some situations, it's not for small business. Uh, they don't take enough profit usually. And then the, the, um, Happy horseshit. Uh, I, as I think about it, I'm like, you know, I'm a gardener. I, I, I pay money for horseshit. You know? <laughs> so I've just tried over, over the 20 some years. I've just like, I'm turning those words around to mean something good. And so I ended up deciding that was what the book should be called. And you know, what's so interesting. I mean, you know, cause you're taking us back in time to the late eighties, early nineties when, you know, really at that time, I, I, you know, no one was really working from home. No one was really having flex schedules. I mean, you know, we're fast forwarding now almost 30 years later. And, you know, now that is sort of happenstance, et cetera, and such. So, so this was really, you know, unheard of and, and pioneering at, at the time and such. And I think also to too, what's what's really interesting, just if, if people are following the timeline, is that you weren't a mother at this point. No, no, no. My my daughter, um, my daughter was born after I left that job and decided I wanted. To, I, I mean, that job really helped me realize that I I'm very career driven, um, and. And I'm kind of single minded, you know, I, there's a lot of talk about multitasking and I, I, I'm not that person. I'm kind of skeptical that it can actually happen at all, but there are people that say that they can multitask. I, I can't multitask. And I knew that I wanted, to, when I did have children, that I wanted to be able to really focus on uh, having, being a mom and being a good parent. And, um, so it, I, but I did at that point see um, our employees that were parents and, and realized what they needed and the distraction and the challenges that came from trying to go to work and also have a small child somewhere. Uh, I tell a story in the book about one of, one of our employees who locks her child in the, in the car at daycare and it's cold outside and she's, you know, she somehow has locked the car, the, co- the child is inside and, you know, with, really within five or 10 minutes, um, the, the police came and the child was out. It was not a big deal. But I remember getting the phone call from her that day and just the panic in her voice. And I just knew I, I needed to be focused on my child whenever whenever I did have children. And you know, it's interesting. I have uh, some someone on my team who has um, small children, um, one and three. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, girl, you have it made. I mean, it's pretty easy. You're home on the weekends for nap time, etc. And, you know, coming into this, I, I, I came screaming through the door to log in to record this episode with you um, because I have a, a, a son who's going to be a junior in high school and a daughter who's going to be a freshman in high school. And we had a freshman 
onboarding for families today at her school. And, you know, I, I like I, it to me, what's crazy is um, I think you need more flexibility and it actually gets more challenging to parent and be there for your kids because they're all over the place um, as they get older. And especially the high school years, I can't imagine having, you know, a corporate job and not having any flexibility with, um, my my schedule and such. I mean, you know, the the water polo just is all the time. It's not just contained to the weekends and such and all their activities. So, you know, it really is important and it is possible to number one, be a mother and own a business and 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 or find an opportunity that gives you the flexibility to prioritize your family while also, you know, Using the gifts that you have, the degree that you have and such, um, to contribute to, to our society. So, um, it's just, it's, it's to me, I, again, just amazing how you were really a, a pioneer on championing this so many years ago. Well, it, it was an interesting um, company that I worked for. We specialized in um, alternative energy and energy efficiency. And those were real pioneering things, too. I mean, we had electric cars we were driving uh, back in that time as well. So it, was, it, it really was kind of a pioneering type organization. And I'm so thrilled that I got got to work there because they really did let us have a lot of flexibility to do what we needed, even though they, uh, many of our board members were, um, were from the electric utility industry. And that's a pretty traditional hierarchical type organization. So for them to just say, okay, y'all can do that crazy stuff um, was, was really um, generous <laughs> coming from their background. And, but, you know, that is one of the reasons I wanted to write the book was because I was struggling. I, I, I knew I wanted to, to be at home with my daughter, and that's what I did. But I didn't know it was going to be so hard. I didn't know. My, my options, I thought, were to, you know, work and have her go to daycare or stay home and be a full-time stay-at-home mom. And that's those were my choices, and I knew the stress I was going to feel trying to put her in daycare. And so we had the ability and the resources. So I was planning to stay at home. And, but I just didn't, I wasn't prepared for the loss of identity that I was going to experience from not having worked. Uh, I was in my um, mid thirties when my daughter was born. So I had had this career and, and I, I call myself an achievement junkie, you know, my checklist and my goals, and, you know, uh, those were, those were my mindset. And I was just feeling really good to get through the day with a shower and, you know, that, um, we managed to eat somewhere in there. And so it was really a challenge. And, what I learned, though, after um, she was just a little older, I think when she was about eight, was a, a girlfriend happened to ask for some help. And and just by going and helping her do some, some, some organizational things for her business, it made me feel alive again. And I realized that I could do that and I could offer consulting to these small businesses. I didn't have to work in this corporate scenario that was defined where you have to be there polished and ready to go, that I could work for small businesses and create something kind of uh, unique to what 
um, what they needed and what I needed as well. And by doing that, um, that's how I created my accounting business. And, um, you know, we've grown over the, the last 12 years now to, to have about 25 people. And it's our model for hiring people is to hire people that are, um, that are in the same shoes that I am, uh, and, and, and was more so at the time because my daughter has now, um, has, flew the coop. She's left, left the nest, so to speak. But um, I always wanted to create that same thing for my employees that I was able to create by having a small business. And then as, as we were making that work, I'm like, you know, I think women need to know that there's a third option. It's not just go back to work and have daycare or um, stay at home and, and abandon your, you know, passions and pursuits. You can, you can create something that's unique to what you want and it will serve people and it will serve you because our identity really is kind of tied up in what we do. Even though we're, we identify in our mom roles as well, we also identify with our vocation. And I, I just want people to realize that that's an option and you can make something that fits exactly what you need. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Um, and, you know, if you're an employer out there, something to consider is that you don't need people working 40 hours a week. You know, I think the more flexibility that you can have, I mean, studies have shown, I mean, they're doing a huge study in Europe right now about four day work weeks, flex time. Uh, when I founded my first company in 1998, we, um, we, we did something where we had, uh, summer Fridays. And so, um, we all, we had Friday afternoons off and, you know, just we, we, you, you can make it work, you know, and it comes, comes down back to the famous Parkinson's law, right? When you, when you have a lot of time, you spend a lot of time, you fill that time, but you know, we can get done in, in, in a 40 hour work week we can get done in, in 20 hours, 22 hours, 23, 24 hours. We don't have to use that whole 40 hours to, 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 to do the work efficiently. We could probably crank it up and, and do it more efficiently in less time. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, where you do that work uh, can be variable, too. I know right now there's this big debate about do people go back to the office or not. And I will tell you, we have hired people that uh, really can't work at home. They they liked the idea of it. They thought that um, it was really going to be ideal for them and their families, but they could never put in place the boundaries uh, with family or for themselves to say, you know, no, I'm working and I can't, I can't run to town right now. And, or I, I can't um, take you to the doctor on this, you know, at the drop of a hat. Um, families had kind of, you know, kind of get used to us being available, especially if we've been in a stay at home mom role and we have been available and then to suddenly be, uh, well, I'm really trying to work right now. I can't do that. It's, it's setting some new expectations and some people just can't and they think that, okay, I'll, I'll be able to work later and I'll do, I'll work in the evenings or whatever. And sometimes they can, but sometimes they can't. So it's, 
I think, you know, there's room for all kinds of models. And so um, if, if a business says that they need people in the office and that's how they want to work, then then that's great. They will attract people that want to work in offices and need that kind of separation in the way um, they organize their life. But then there are others who who can make it work and, you know, um, figure out how to get everything done and it makes the balance work for them by being able to to move between their family and their personal uh, life and their work life. Um, and, and that stays a little bit blurred, but they're able to still manage both lives and have things going appropriately. I, I know um, I read a book recently and I really loved the book until I got to the end and it, it's, was then talking about how you can't you can't uh, work from home. You cannot uh, um, work from home doesn't work. And if you do work from home, you need to set your hours and you need to you know ignore the laundry, etc. And I'm like, why? And it was written by a man. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why create that? Because I I need to get up from my desk and move around every every so often. That's healthy for me. Uh, my little ring tells me, okay, you've been sitting too long. Why not go move the laundry from the washer to the dryer? You know, <laughs> I mean, we as moms do this kind of thing all day long. And why do I have to segregate myself for these hours from anything else? I don't know. It just, uh, it, it strikes me as um, there are different ways that work for different people. Find what works for you. Find what works for your employees and and create something that, that works with the lifestyle you're trying to create. And, and you're so right. It's not one size fits all. And, but I think what matters is having the drive to, to, to figure out how to make whatever work. Right. Um, you know, for some people, if, 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 if they have it predisposed in their mind that they don't trust anyone working from home and they want them in office, well, then, you know, you've already determined that you'll never make it work with someone working at home. But if you have the mindset that, all right, we're going to figure out how to make this work. You know, I really do want someone who has this talent, this skill, this potential, this ability, um, on my team. And, you know, let's figure out how to, how to make this work for them. And, and when you're in that environment, you kind of figure that out too. I mean, we moved far away from our office, um, a few years ago and it just really became geographically logistically didn't make sense for me to go into the office anymore and such you know and so what's funny is is that um i end up having a studio uh away just around the corner from the house um so that i have all my equipment and this at the other and i you know can come here and, and and knock this stuff out but on the days i do work from home it is kind of funny like i would love to be able to like throw in a load of laundry and fold a load of laundry here and there. But I feel like, you know, when, when I get the kids off, you know, I sit in my, in my chair and I sort of feel like I buckle in and it's just nonstop, 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 nonstop. And then I have an alarm that says, Oh, time to go pick up Emerson from school. Um, you know, and that, and that, and that, and that works for me. Um, so, but you know, everyone, everyone's going to be different. A couple of things, you know, 
since we've got business owners on this call and, you know, I, I think that there's great talent out there at, you know, at good market wages that you actually can save on payroll when you hire people on a part time basis. Um, and, you know, I would say that, that most working moms, um, you know, with active children, really, they don't have 40 hours a week to work. Um, so, you know, whatever you can do to figure things out. And, and the, then the plus side is, is honestly, you're going to get 40 hours of work for 25 hours of, of pay because they're going to figure out how to get the work done in, in 25 hours. And they're going to have that flexibility to, you know, attend the school program, go to the, the sports after school, et cetera. So, um, really challenge that couple of things that, um, we just had someone that came back from maternity leave a few months ago. And, you know, when she came back, I, I, I just, I wait for them to come back. You know, you never know what happens after you have that baby. So I'm like, okay, whatever. You, this is your plan. You think you're going to work full time? Sure. Okay. Whatever you want. But when she came back, she, she came to me and was like, you know, I think I would really like it if I could, you know, um, leave at, at, at two o'clock every day instead of working until four 30. And I'm like, Sure, no problem. And, you know, we, we, we make it work. They're, the team is supportive. The other people on the team have older children. So they understand, you know, it goes by fast and stuff and, and it works. And I'm sure at some point, you know, she's going to say, well, you know, now that schedules have changed and stuff, I think I want to work more hours or less hours. But, but having that, you know, the drive to want to make it work for the right people, um, is, is really what, what matters. Um, so, you know, I would say to, to business owners that, you know, there's such great talent out there. If you can kind of be a little limber about your expectations, right? You know, I, I know in the accounting industry right now, the biggest complaint is we can't find good people. We can't find good people. And Danielle, you know, we've worked with you and the all in company to recruit good people. And we've got a bench of people who are willing to wait to work with us. And, you know, luckily we're just starting one of those. Um, I think she starts next week. Um, but she's been on the bench for like six months, but she's somebody that we identified. We knew we wanted her. She knew she wanted to work with us. She said, I can just keep doing what I'm doing. Just let me know when you're ready. And so it's just so nice to know. And we checked in with her, you know, every month or so. It's still looking good. Um, but it's so nice to, to know that you've got good people out there. And I think the reason we're able to find good people and create a bench is because one, they really do want the flexibility that our company offers. And they want that they are willing. In fact, I saw this in a study just um, at a conference I was at last week. They said that 80 some percent of the folks are willing to work for less pay if they feel like they're working for an organization that is a um, that is purpose driven. And, you know, our, our organization, while our, our, our product, if you will, is delivering good financial statements and helping them make good financial decisions and transforming their business, our purpose from the very beginning is to create an organization where there can be a hundred of people like me working in jobs that fit their life. And so they see that that's important to them. And they like the idea of coming here and working in that kind of a purpose driven organization. So, 
we don't have trap. We don't have problems finding people and we don't good people and we don't have problems keeping good people. And so there's a real upside as a business owner to to working with people. And if if you can be of the mindset where it's not going to drive you crazy, (laughs) keeping up with, um, you know, their hours and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's it's really important, especially you know, with how flexible you guys are, because you're, you're saying just get this work done within this period of time. You're not saying you need to log in from, you know, for four hours between eight and three. Like you're saying just, you know, get the work done. Um, I think it's important. And, and we talk about this, you know, in, in recruiting and hiring five star employees, that first star in the five star employee rating system is alignment with core values. And so, you know, when, when you, when you attract people and when you vet people for alignment with your true core values, they're going to think they're going to act like you. They're going to operate like you. So that, that kind of helps in the, in that first kind of like checking the box on, are they going to get the work done? You know, are they, are they part of like wanting to do this work because you know, they, they, they are purpose driven and, and they, they believe in our purpose and they want to be part of that team. And, and again, you know, it's just kind of, I think part of that core value alignment, um, and especially in wanting to serve people like you, uh, like your organization does. Um, so your book I have given to a lot of moms, um, who, uh, I have I identified and I've talked to in the in the stands at water polo games and such. And they're they're smart women. They're Stanford graduates. They're University of Washington graduates. I mean, they have these degrees and and they've honestly stayed home during this time. But they're at a stage where oh my gosh, college is coming around the corner and it's pretty pricey here. And uh, you know we could use a little bit more contribution in the household and such. And so, um, you know, they are, they're, they're dipping their toe into, um, you know, starting their own businesses and, and kind of, you know, I've shared with them my story and they see like my flexibility and such and, and kind of my ability to do everything. I joke that, you know, it it keeps me out of trouble, right? (laughs) Um, having, having multiple businesses and, and having these kind of, uh, accountability and obligations to, to my employees, to my clients, et cetera. But, um, you know, I can still support my family. I can still support, you know, my children's activities and, and, and what we do and such. So, um, I mean, your book is really transforming the lives of, of women who, you know, are, are kind of ready to, to regain that identity like you did. And honestly, like I did, you know, after I had kids, um, and my, my husband and I, a few things, I ended up like, you know, kind of being acquired by one of my clients and went in house for them and brought my team in house with them. And, and it wasn't really like I didn't have my own business anymore and such, but you know, it was like, okay, this, this makes sense at this point and such. And, um, and then when we, when we relocated back to California, you know, I, I kind of took a corporate job and such. And I just didn't feel myself. And, and, and so, so, so you're right. You kind of lose this, this identity and such. And, um, and, and, and when you, when you're a business owner, you really can, you know, just make it all work, um, because you have that flexibility and you can create those opportunities for, for other great talent. Um, when you think outside of the box and, and not, are so rigid that it has to be full time, 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday. Uh, and you have to be in office. So, 
Well, and you know, I, I, I work in an industry um, for our clients, which are e-commerce businesses. Our, our clients are, are very much digital nomad type folks. They want to not be tied down. And so that was part of our alignment and why I chose working with them to begin with. I wanted people that weren't going to expect to see me in their office with, and bringing me a shoebox full of receipts, um, helping them figure out their computer system. I, I, I wanted people that would value flexibility, that would you know, be comfortable with technology. And so e-commerce folks have to be all of that because they typically want to travel. Um, their their biggest currency outside of dollars is their points for their uh, credit cards. You know, and they work, they're keeping up with that more than they are their money sometimes. But, you know, as I, as I was talking to moms for this book, one of the things I realized is that even – um, service businesses that require a presence with, you know, being in front of your clients still have flexibility. I tell the story of Julie, who is a periodontist, and she was parenting her daughter and, and knowing that the time was going to be short. Uh, she shared a similar story as my daughter had, where our children both had life-threatening illnesses when they were about 18 months old. And that puts your mom sensibilities just at a whole new level. And when you realize how fragile things are um, by having a child that's that sick and so she was really trying to figure out how can she practice her, um, you know, performing her surgeon, surgeon role in the dental practice, but still be there for her ch children or her child. And so she made the decision that what was really important to her was to be the one that picked up the child at school and was home with the child all afternoon. She's like, I'm not going to be the mom there for the, every party. I'm not going to be the one that goes on all the trips, but I am going to be the mom that's in the car rider line that picks up my daughter from school. So she changed her whole surgical schedule so that they came in early. They did the surgeries in the morning. Uh, everything after lunch was just consultations. So if somebody doesn't show, they just shut the office and everybody leaves early. And she's out of there by 2.30 so she can be in the car, car rider line. And they do go in early. They take Fridays off. And so she really rearranged how she practiced medicine uh, to align with what her goals are. And what she was able to do then was hire a staff of moms who wanted the exact same thing. And, um, you know, so she's got a team that just truly appreciates the the chance to be there for their children after school. And, and it's worked beautifully for her. So when you take things kind of into your own hands and figure out right, what would be in alignment with what I need, how can I arrange it, what's really important, making those decisions, then you can set it up. Even if you're in a profession that requires some face-to-face -face with your clients, you still have some flexibility. And the people that will appreciate that are your employees and the clients that you're dealing with who see this is what you're trying to do and that's important to them too. Yeah. So um, I know the book is called Mother Pie. 
Uh, excuse me, mother pie, <laughs> motherhood, <laughs> apple pie, and all that happy horse shit. Um, but you know, I mean, this obviously applies to fathers too. And just this whole mindset as, as, as being an organization that wants to leverage the best talent out there. And there is amazing talent who just is going to pick family over working 40 hours a week. So if you can find that happy medium and that, that, that middle ground where, where everyone is, is coming together and, and doing their best. And 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 aligned in in the in the purpose uh, of of your organization. I mean, you are just going to totally kill it, um, and and you're going to have employees who are producing. I'm going to tell you at least a four times uh, X return on on their payroll and such. So you will have super efficiency, and um, and and of course that increases profitability as well. So Cindy's book is available on Amazon. It's also available in an Audible version, which is the way that I consumed it. And, and, and even if you take it on Audible, she has amazing resources and such associated with that. She gives those links in, in the book and in the Audible version as well. So make sure that you grab a copy of Motherhood, ha- Apple Pie, and all that happy horse shit. Thank you so much for joining us, Cindy. And cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach. And we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.